been gone for a little while, but welcome back to Alone Together with Trixie. I'm really excited to be here. Um, I took a little break, mental health-wise, from everything for a while. Um, I was doing clan ops over in TSB, and, and I took a break from that, and I really started putting my energy and time into another podcast that I'm doing over for TSB called Take a Seat Tidbits, which is so amazing. It's like, it's, it's such a good thing for the community and the people. And I just want to, you know, I wanted to give back to the people that have helped me when I need and I don't, I don't have a lot of ways to give back, but that was one of the ways I came up that I could, I could do something big for gaming as a whole. Um, so today we're going to talk a little bit about depression. Woohoo! So much fun, right? We all love depression. It's that little, you know, feeling of. I don't even know how to describe it. It's almost like a feeling of emptiness that you get at times. Sometimes you can be depressed and like nothing is happening that's bad. Like everything's either just meh or it's good and you're you're depressed for like no reason and trying to explain to somebody like why are you depressed? I don't know. I just feel like empty. That's really the way to describe it. Like, I think what happens with me, I am a fixer. And I like to fix things. I like to help people. Because by helping people, I help myself. It makes me feel better. So it's not completely selfless what I do. It's, um, I, I get something out of it. Which, you know, most things we do in this world, if we're not getting something out of it, we're probably not going to do it. I mean, you go to work because you get paid. You get in a relationship because you feel loved. You start up a friendship because you have fun when you hang out with that person. Like, you're, you're always getting something in return in any kind of relationship that you're, you're in. Even if it's an unhealthy relationship. Like, you know, you... You may fight a lot or whatever, but you may be getting attention out of that. And that's why you hold on to it. Um, but depression, it doesn't give anything. In fact, it takes. I think what happens is I, I give, give, give so much, and I don't do enough to fill back my own cup, that eventually it empties out, and, and I'll hit a bottom where I'm just crying all the time. I don't want to be around anybody. I don't want anybody to talk to me. But then I kind of do want to be around somebody, so it's weird. It's, it's like such a, a hard thing to live with because you get stuck. Like, I go through phases in my depression. It's probably, you know, because I'm bipolar. There's, like, one week a month that'll just be, like, 
down. Sometimes it's really down, and sometimes it's just a little bit down, and I can kind of work past it. But I realized the other day I had stopped doing a lot of the things that were bringing me peace. Like one time I was playing Choose Their Dare with Landry and Mars. And Mars dared me to start taking an hour each day and do something for myself. And that was probably, you know, one of the kindest gifts anybody has ever given me. Like, it caught me off guard, and I was like, why did you do that? You know, it's hard for me to accept when people are nice to me. But I don't question being nice to them at all. You know, I just do that. Um, So... Really, um, I have a hard time accepting kindness from others in any form or fashion. Like, I don't like to ask for help. I feel like it makes me weak. Whether it does or not, that is my feeling on the situation. So, you know, I, I don't ask for help. When I do ask for help, I really, really, really probably need help at that point. Because that means I have exhausted every single avenue that I have going on before I stop and ask people for help. So, if I come to you and say I need help with something, I probably really, really need help. So, if you, like, any way possible you can help me, that would be amazing. And I would be so grateful. Um, I also don't want to bother people. Like, I don't know. I, I feel like sometimes I'm a bother to people. Like, I'm not, you know, people just are nice to me out of pity. Or, or people are nice to me because... They want something out of me or whatever reason, like, they just tolerate me. They, they don't really want me there. And that's my own internal battles that I fight with myself. I don't know where that originated from. I wish I could figure it out so I could get a game plan to readjust my mind as far as that goes. But... I don't, so I I just kind of deal with it, and I kind of try to, I have to argue with myself, almost like I'm a lawyer for my mental health, (laughs) so I'll be like, on this day, Landry came and invited you to play with her, she would not do that if she just tolerated you, like, (laughs) I have to do these arguments back and forth, oh yeah, that's a good point, okay, And, and it's, it's stupid, but it works, you know, like I can argue myself out of a bad mood or, you know, into a different mindset by actually looking at the facts of the situation um, instead of going off 
feelings. Because people get busy. They're not always going to be there. And they don't always notice when you're going through a hard time. Um, here, like the past couple of weeks, I've been in a really, really dark place. And my boyfriend noticed because I wasn't talking in any chats at all. Zero. Which is so unlike me. He was like, you didn't say anything in here. You didn't say anything in here. You didn't say anything. Like, and he calls me. He's like, are you okay? And he didn't know at the time, but... That call, like, turned everything around. The fact that, that he noticed I was going through a hard time and, and reached out to make sure that I was okay... meant so much to me and then Chicago you know who's another friend of mine sent me a message to see if I was okay and Kay sent me a message and Kate sent me a message and Landry sent me a message and I, it made it kind of all worth it because sometimes I get discouraged like I do you know good stuff for all these people but when I need help that there's not always a lot of people, but I don't ask the people. I don't tell people that I need help. I just kind of want them to come find me and see that I need help and come help me. And that's not really fair to do to people. I don't know why I do that. I wish I didn't do that. But sometimes I feel like it, it kind of, the word I want to use, but it, it kind of, it doesn't have the same impact as if somebody does something without you having to ask. Like, they just happen to notice, hey, I see you're having a bad day. Let me bring you a milkshake. That's all it takes. <laughs> like, you want to pull me out of the front, come bring me a milkshake, or call me, or call me, call Calling is different than texting. I'm going to say texting, but texting doesn't really have the same, I mean, it has an impact. I'm not disclaiming it, but in terms of things that make the most impact, a phone call will make a more impact than a text because it takes more effort to do it. Like you can text while you're doing other stuff. Phone call is a little bit harder. Um, you know, you're taking time out of your day to be 100% focused on that person and what they're going through. It has a, more, a bigger impact. And I hate talking on the phone. Especially, you know, like, my boyfriend hates talking on the phone. Like, he's not a big phone person. You know, he kind of rushes all the time super quick. So, for him to take time out of his day to call me and make sure that I'm okay, like, that means a lot, and then, and then there's Lullaby, he's a, he's another person, like, a lot of people give him a hard time, but that kid has a good heart, he notices when I'm going through stuff, he notices when I'm absent, and he sends me a message to see if I'm okay, if he sees me in a party by myself, he's one of the few people that will send me an invite, or join my party, to make sure I'm okay, like, the other day, 
he joined the party. I think he was in the middle of doing something. He couldn't really stay in the party. But he just joined the party to ask everybody in the party if I was doing okay. Because he wasn't going to listen to me say I was doing okay. He needed to hear from other people. Because he knows I'll say I'm doing okay. Even if my whole world is falling apart. So, that's why I put time and energy into, into that friendship because he puts the same time and energy back into it from his side and that kid has come such a far way in the short time that I've known him like I'll be I can't wait to see like oh what he does over the next year he's grown in leaps and bounds And I'm so proud to be his friend. Like, I'm proud that he took the steps to make the changes that he needed to in his life. And he went outside of his comfort zone and apologized to a bunch of people for some things that he felt he did wrong. And I know that took a lot for him because that guy doesn't apologize. Like, he just doesn't. He's so defensive that it's hard for him to apologize at times. But he did. And he listened. And that's progress. That is you know, one of the reasons I'm proud to know him as a person because I think that one day he's going to do really great things for gaming. He's getting there. But anyway, back to depression. (laughs) The shadow that lingers in your corner. (laughs) Um, You know, like last week, I went through some stuff. I lost my job. Um, Well, two weeks ago now, I guess, almost. It'll be two weeks ago on Tuesday. I lost my job. And felt like such a freaking loser so I'm just like laying on the couch I'm sleeping all freaking day and when I say all day I mean I'm talking like two three o'clock like all day I'm not talking to anybody I'm not eating I'm taking showers but you know other than that I'm not really doing anything I'm not fixing my hair I'm not you know really I'm wearing, like, low-fitted clothes. I'm not really getting dressed in anything cute. I'm not even leaving. I'm not going anywhere. I'm going from the bed to the couch and then back to the bed. That's depression. Depression is sitting there and looking at your TV for hours on end because you can't, you don't have the strength to do anything. you feel just so empty so you sit there and cry and you look at the TV and you wish that somebody was there just to give you a hug and and say it's going to be okay even if it's not right away 
but the fact is, you know, I, I spend most of my time alone, you know, like I live alone, um, so it's easy for me to isolate. People still get worried, though, when I stop answering texts or phone calls or any of that. But when my house will start looking a mess, like I'll have dishes in the sink. No, it's food on them, but they'll they'll be in the sink still. Either way, I need it to be clean. I'll have clothes like piled up. Call it my depression pile. I take the clothes, I put the clothes in the washing machine, put them in the dryer. Then I take them out of the dryer and pile them on the corner of my room. And I dig through those clothes when I need my clothes to wear. And when I decide that I'm ready to pull myself out of the depression, I will fold those clothes and I will put them away. Sometimes that takes a few days. Sometimes it's like a week. Sometimes it's several weeks. And then I'll sit in my apartment with all the blinds closed and lights off in the dark and a blanket and listen to music or sometimes just look on social media or just look in the TV and cry. Sometimes I've joined parties and, and sat there on mute crying, but just kind of glad that people were there because I felt a little bit safer, I guess. Um, I have to be mindful, you know, when I get in those moods because it's very easy for me to focus on the negative. And I will downward spiral very quick following that path. I'm also, you know, an empath, so I can pick up on people's emotions through their tone of voice, through facial expression, through my interactions with them. I can pick up on, you know, when people are aggravated with me. Um, I can pick up on if they're trying to avoid me. And I absorb, I don't know what other word to use, the emotions of the people that are around me. So I have to be careful not to surround myself with negative people because it will bring me down. And my down is not just like a little down. Like, it is way, way down to where I feel like, I am a strain on society and life in general. And then I start thinking, oh, everybody's life would be better without me in it. So I have to fight that battle with myself. Like, no, that's not the truth. This is why it's not the truth. And so after I lost my job, I was already kind of depressed from some other stuff that was going on. And I just lived in it. For like a week, up until this week, really. I lived in it. I got up, I gained, I laid back down. Some days I ate, some days I didn't. And that's depression. That's the reality of, of what depression is. Depression's, you know, it's such a, it's a hard thing to understand unless you've lived it. Because it's not something you can turn on and off like you have to physically push yourself probably harder
harder than you ever have to make yourself get up off that couch, make yourself get dressed, and walk outside. And that takes literally almost all the energy that you have to do that. That's living with depression. And when when I get stuck in that, I avoid people. Because I don't want to put that on somebody else. Like, people have enough stuff going on in their life without me coming in with my depression. Which sometimes is warranted. Sometimes, you know, situations can, you know, kick that off. And other times it's just nothing. They're like, you know, somebody would ask me, why are you depressed? I have no idea. I don't know why I'm depressed. I just feel depressed. And I really want to get, like, one of those burrito blankets. I've been looking at that for a while, and I keep saying I'm going to get it, and I never get it, but I really want a burrito blanket. Because when I'm depressed, I want to get in that burrito blanket, I'm going to roll it up, and I just want to be a burrito. Like, that would, that would be a good way to live, like, what you gonna do today? I'm gonna be a burrito. What a great plan! Everybody likes tacos and burritos. If they don't, you know, whatever. I don't know why we're friends if we don't like tacos, but I guess we could work on that. Um, and other like pay attention to your friends if you look close to them and, and you know they're kind of fading off into the background and not talking as much as they do maybe go by and check on them uh, call them send them a message say hey you doing okay and be ready for the real answer. Like, don't just ask, you know, how are you? And say, you know, not really going by answer. Because that's the part that, <laughs> it's funny. People will send me a message and they'll say, how are you doing? And I'll, and I'll message back and I'll say, do you want the real answer? Or do you want me to just say okay? Because... Even though you're going through stuff, you still have to be respectful of other people and the headspace that they may be in, and maybe they're not ready to handle something like um, you being completely disappointed. Yeah, and I, I think it's important for us to help each other, though. Like, it's really how you make a change in the world. Like, people talk about fighting racism and talk about fighting um, social norms and, you know, opening it up, opening, creating a world where things are good for everyone. And everyone's free to be, you know, what they... They want to be here, you know, whatever they want to do. 
that we've made a change in society, like that ripples out. Because now that one person that you help, everybody that's around him is going to be affected by him. And it creates positive energy towards momentum. And you see real change. In your world, you will see real change. And it'll branch out to other people's world. You branch out to other. It's a a big spider web of, like, positivity. We're not going to be eating any bugs over here. But I was in, I was in Atlanta for a little while, for a little while, I guess I'm sure it was about a minute ago, and, um, I, I decided to leave, and I haven't, I told him that I needed to leave because it was just too much, like, I just needed a break, and that was true, and I, I did need a break, but, there was also somebody that was in my squad, in my division, that I knew was not happy that I got the promotion. They made it very, very, very well known that they were not happy that I got the promotion. And I just hit a point where I was so tired. I've had to fight so many people to prove my worth and prove that, well, not really my worth, but I guess my worth is as a colonel, as a leader, as a, you know, whatever I'm doing. And I don't want to fight anybody anymore. I don't want to be in that position and have this person just opposing everything I'm doing because I, I don't even know why. I don't know why. She's going to with me. If you were, you know, if you're looking at seniority, been there the longest, me. I was in plan off before she was, and I was also a colonel before, so if you look at that, I was a clear choice. trying to do it. 
know, officers, but they were starting to burn out too. And so I stepped down, and I felt so guilty for doing it. I really did, because I care about these people. I care about the people in my squad, like, you know, I know one person's dad's sick, and I I check in with him every now and then and see how his dad's doing, and, you know, I'll keep praying for them and see how he's doing, because I know that's hard to go through. And then, you know, like, there's another person. Um, I know he goes through depression, and he'll go through times where you can't find him online, and that's because he's isolating, he's, like, really suffering. You know, and then there, there's another one, and he goes through his own depression, too. Does the same thing, and you got to pull him out of it. Like, you got to message him and be like, hey, hey, come play with us. Like, let's do something fun. We'll get your mind off of it. We'll do something else. And then, you know, there's other people. There's, there's, there's like a handful of people. They'll never join your party. You have to invite them. Or they'll do and I knew which people those were, you know. I knew who liked to play what game. Like, I paid attention. I paid attention to, to everything. Because that's how, how can you lead people that you don't know? How can you lead people that you don't understand? You have to know what their strengths are, what their weaknesses are, um, so that you can pair them up with people that, their strengths are the other person's weakness. And then they make a good team in it and they feed off each other and both of them grow together. And it just solidifies the team as a whole. Like, you know, so, so after I stepped down for two days after the hunt, I didn't even play with anybody. It was just nice. It was quiet for a little while. But then nobody invited me to the party. And I joined parties and, and nobody seemed to be excited or happy that I was there. Like, you know, I've always made a, a conscious effort to say hello to every single person that joins the party in a minute. Because I think nothing makes you feel less significant or less important than joining an Xbox party or PlayStation or PC or whatever gaming party. And somebody saying to you, nobody says anything. Like you're not even there. And you just feel like it's just So I don't, I want people to feel like I'm happy that they're there. So I always say hello. Always try to invite people that that aren't in parties because nobody invited me. And I don't want them to feel it. Even people that went casual, like, I send them messages and check on them and say, hey, how's it going? You know, we miss you over here. Just let them know we didn't forget. Just because you're not over here, we didn't forget about you. But nobody did that for me. Nobody even really sent me messages. 
or said anything. I mean, and that hurt. Because I felt like everything I had done was for nothing. Like, all this stuff, all these sacrifices I made on my time to talk to people when they needed a friend or be a third for somebody's game night so they could get it in. Even if the game I hated playing, I got to play it. It would have been nice if, if somebody had reached out to me. So, I, I walked away from that experience. Like, I was depressed, and then I lost my job. And way, way, way depressed after that. But after I got that phone call, I picked myself up and said, okay, I'm getting out. So I, I picked up my house. I vacuumed. And I picked up my clothes. I got dressed. put on makeup and fixed my hair. And I felt a lot better. And, and I got out for a little bit. And I felt a lot better after that. Like, everything was okay. And sometimes that's what you got to do. You, you can't sit there in the depression and wait for somebody to get you out of it. Sometimes that person never comes. Nobody ever comes to save you. And then what are you going to do? Are you going to stay in that? I mean, it's not a fun place to be. No, you have to, you have to find ways to pull yourself out of it. I mean, another way that I did that, too, is I I put quotes all around my house of different positive things. Like, I got a shower curtain that says, hello, sunshine, and then I put a quote on my wall that says, you are my sunshine, because that's one of my favorite songs. Like, I used to sing that to my sister when she was little, to my daughter when she was a baby, and, um, my grandmother used to sing it to me, so it, it's always held a special place in my heart. And then I put another one that says, never give up, and, and then there's one in my bathroom here that says, P.S., you got this. And I'm not done yet. I, I'm going to put, like, I'm going to have my walls covered with positive things because I can look at those and pull myself out when I need to. And I know it's so hard. Like, I know. Because I've done it too. But. You can do it. And if you need somebody to sit in a party with you. Well, you do. You know, just on mute or whatever you need. I'm always here. You can reach out to me. But if I reach out to you. You better be there for me too. Or else I'm not putting myself off there for you Because it drains me to be in one-sided friendship. It, it drains me. I need somebody that, that helps fill up my cup, too. If you're, you know, if you suffer from depression or any kind of mental illness, I get it. It's hard. But we can do it. Like, together, we can overcome this, and it can be better. And 
And I don't mean a physical place. I mean, like, a song or a smell or a thing that you do, like drawing or dancing or whatever. Find your happy place. And if you need help, if you need, you know, if you're going through depression, if you're feeling suicidal, reach out. There's, you know, helplines everywhere. They have text helplines. You don't have to call anymore. Reach out to someone. Don't make a decision that is final. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you being a part of this. And, and I hope that it helps you a little bit. Some, somehow, you know. I hope that it helps. And I hope that you find whatever it is that you're looking for to bring me. But thank you for tuning in. I appreciate you being here. If you want to be on future episodes, let me know. Um, check out the new TSB podcast. Take it tidbit. Um, I'm also in a very cool server if you're interested in checking out the Reload. And they do events, they have, you know, Xbox, PC gaming, all platforms. It's a really cool group. And if you want to be a part of that, let me know. Um, that's it. That's all I got. So, catch you next time.